Talk Live. Coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands. It's Mark with you. And Alex. The number, 855-850-3733. 855-450-FREE here on this live edition. And, you know, I mean, like the whole world seems to be coming apart Alex, or at least America is. I last week uh, this COVID nineteen thing was kind of an interesting. Was it even called COVID nineteen last week? Oh, I, where did that come from? Yeah, well, I, I, I prefer I, Corona. I hear you're the smart guy now if you use the term COVID nineteen, uh, but people were calling it Corona, I guess, because of the shape of it. Um, looks like the Corona of the Sun. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen viruses before, um, you know. So they're speculating on all that, and. Uh, it's to some extent it's hard to take all of this seriously because we're here on an island where supplies are fine. Um, I've I saw one line one time for people getting face masks, but you know, I, I, I other than that everything's just sort of going along fine. There've been some layoffs. The government has cut. Um, you know, instituted austerity is what they call it. And some people are getting some, some layoffs, but all in all, things seem normal. Yeah. But have you noticed anything being different here on the Mariana Islands as opposed to the U.S. mainland? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it's, I feel like I'm, I have some FOMO going on. You know, us millennials with our FOMO fear of missing out, right? Uh I feel like I'm missing out on what might be the greatest adventure of our lifetime. I because think sitting at home watching Netflix is not the greatest adventure of our lifetime. Uh, when I'm looking on Facebook and YouTube, it seems like people are strolling the streets, biohazard suits, fighting over toilet paper. Like There's none of it. <laughs> right. We have all the toilet paper you need right here. I guess part of it is, is that uh, we're on an island and the island's used to um, you know, just, uh, supply chain's different here. So we have more stuff. Yeah, they're used to there's typhoons, and thus they're more prepared. Right, and I think ultimately um, that's the reason that everything sort of feels normal here. There's enough frozen meat on this island to supply us for a long time. I don't know what they're out of, but I've seen stores pictures of store shelves where everything's just gone, just gone. Yeah, and that makes me feel like. Why don't we have those? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's sometimes there's just a, not a th- – th- th- things come in waves here. You better buy a few of them when the thing is that – the thing that you want is here because it may not ship in for you know a couple few months. So we kind of have this thing already where you buy extra stuff. Yeah. You know, when you get uh, – let's say you have a particular type of spicy cheese you like that you found in the store. There's no guarantee that that spicy cheese is going to be there in two months. So you better buy a few of them and keep them in the package rather than you know, maybe freeze them. And rather than uh, you know expecting that like you would in the grocery store, they always have the same thing all the time. Here in the U.S. Mariana Islands, well, sometimes things change a little bit. I think so. that's a spicy cheese problem. <laughs> Not all of us have such refined tastes as my co-host here. Well, it does. Uh, 
it, it, I, I don't know. I mean, I like this. I, I think that it's when you're talking about items that are not, um, you know, necessarily the most common things, right? You're going to get your brand of toilet paper if that's what you want to get, probably. But they're certainly going to have toilet paper, at least at this point they have. Indeed. So, anyway, um, what, you can call in and tell us what it's like where you are. Uh, give us your horror stories of empty shelves and, uh, I don't know, grocery store brawls. I'm interested in hearing what's going on in the U.S. mainland. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. And uh, I, I guess... Now, the State Department sent out some advisory uh, that all Americans should return home, all Americans in foreign countries. Now, I'm not in a foreign country. I'm in a U.S. territory. But my wife, who is here, decided that she wanted to be in uh, Florida rather than being in uh, Saipan if they're going to sort of lock things down. And we don't know. But this is a telegraph of that happening. If yeah. they advise all Americans to come home, the next step is nobody can fly, no international flights. Which is insane. Uh, well, it, it could be. Do you, have, do you have solutions for how to deal with the COVID virus that are different than what we, uh, that's currently be Im- being implemented in the United States? Because I think that that's what we would uh, you'd have to go to. Because if... It, basically, they're trying to make a nationwide quarantine as best they can. They've re- shut down wow. ref- restaurants. Um, they're only allowed to do deliveries, which I don't know who the hell is going to do delivery. Um, but <laughs> they're, a lot of uh, international flights have been shut down. Basically, they're showing that uh, you know, many government agencies are just shut down. Yeah, I think the real question is why. Why are they doing the quarantine? And my real gripe right now is I don't think they've made a clear case of what the cost-benefit analysis is, right? What's, what's the I economic the cost, cost is the... and what's the death cost? Is it worth it? It seems to me that the people dying in Italy, almost 99%, according to one study, already had pre-existing conditions that made them at risk. Right. They potentially were going to die in a few years anyways. So they essentially uh, destroyed the entire economy of Italy who are already on death's door. Now, I'm not saying they should die, right? No one is advocating for death. That's not a good thing. But you always have to look. There's no solutions, only trade-offs. What are we trading off here, and what are we getting? Right. And I don't think that has ever publicly been done. Right. You can't quantify um, how many people have been saved as a result of whatever has been done up to this point. It's an unquantifiable. There's no, uh, there's no way to say one thing or the other. And... And I, I think guess it's you're worse, right. It's worse than that because the quarantine doesn't end. After you've stopped it, it can come back, right? We're seeing in China, Chinese are flying home. They're bringing the virus with them. Singapore, Hong Kong, all these places that had previously thought they contained it are now facing surges again. So it's if we're just going to shut down the economy for a couple of months and then the third month, once we're free, everyone's outside, it spreads again. What was the point of all of that? It's a good question, right? I mean, is it like HPV, human pamploma virus? Papalona. Whatever yeah. the hell it is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm a hot talk show host. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me, Jim. I'm not a doctor. Um, the, you know, it's a, uh, I mean, the human, a- HPV. Everybody's got this thing. 
you know, the vast majority of the population has it. Now, it's a sexually transmitted disease, but it's really sexually transmitted. If you've had five sexual partners, and I suspect the vast majority of Americans have, just to be guessing here, certainly the ones under a certain age, then you probably got HPV. Now, if you got together with your high school sweetheart, then, and, you know, nobody's ever fooled around before or after. Well, I think this HPV is a great example because there's an HPV vaccine now. So I had the HPV vaccine when I was young, right? When I was a, a young virgin. You look and, a little autistic to me. <laughs> and as a result, I probably don't have HPV and can't be a carrier because I'm vaccinated. Uh-huh. I think that's what really matters for the COVID case is, is there a vaccine or is there not? If they can get a vaccine, then you could argue that we should do some isolation, vaccinate everyone up, and then we'll be okay. But it seems to me until we get the vaccine, any quarantine we do, the second it ends, it will surge up again. And it seems like the obviously the people that are most at risk are those that are you know septuagenarians, octogenarians. Now I, I get sept, you know, my mother's seventy nine. She's getting really close to both of these. She's in one category and getting close to the other. She's wouldn't it wouldn't be good for her to get H uh, to get uh, now what's HPV uh, to get Corona. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, what do you? How do you stop it? How are you going to prevent something like this from spreading? Because a lot of the young people who have it don't even know. Well, how often we don't do have tests to know. Young people, right? I think your grandma or your mother is a great case. You have them stay inside. You have them have the food deliveries, and you have the people who are young, healthy. How do you like- solve this problem? Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight. 8- Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Alex. The number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. And you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. We are talking about, well, probably the same thing everybody everywhere is talking about right now. Coronavirus, COVID-19, Whatever term you want to use to describe this uh, this thing, uh, what are they calling it? The boomer buster, the boomer remover, boomer remover. Uh, that's pretty cruel. Um, uh, Trump's calling it the China virus. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he's. What did he say regarding that? He said uh, he was calling it the China virus. Why? Yeah. So I saw one of those clips trying to uh, shame Trump for being racist, and they asked him in a news interview. Why do you call this the Chinese virus? Don't you think that's racist? And well, ve- for one, Chinese isn't a race. <laughs> and that, like, Stop isn't it, it racist? with your logic there. What, but isn't it racist to suggest that something that's a race is not a race? Like, um, you hate Mexicans, you're racist. You hate Chinese, you're racist. No, those are nationalities. Learn how to use the language, people. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, we have a language. Learn how to use it. But I think that a lot of, in a lot of cases, what these people, because being racist is the most terrible thing you can do on planet Earth, right? It's an, it's an idea, but it's the worst idea as far as it goes. So to use that, to couple that, to to somebody is uh, you know you just make them a bad person bing you're a bad person well you can dislike a nationality i'm not saying it's a good idea it's just people from a nation i went to cuba recently and the people in cuba were nice do i like the cuban government no i think they've done some bad things but i don't like the u.s government either 
because I think they've done some bad things. On a comparison chart, I would rather live in the geographic area the United States claims dominion over than the geographic area that the Cubans claim dominion over, although it was a very nice place to visit. But, I mean, like this whole idea that nations are real these are people that have claimed a monopoly privilege over violence in a given landmass. they're simply a form of criminal that we have allowed to exist all right so a nationality is a nationality a race is a race let's go on with your point i'm sorry Oh, I, I want to continue this digression. Okay, you want to go plenty, with the plenty of time to talk about Corona. Okay, so it reminds me of how they talk out of both sides of their mouth, right? On the one hand, ethno states are bad, nations, race, all that kind of stuff is is taboo. On the other hand, I, I, I want to say one thing real quickly. Um, Bitcoin.com is an international currency, and you can travel between nations. Um, Bitcoin dot, Bitcoin.com re- represents uh, some cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin Cash. You can use Bitcoin Cash in a variety of places. I've used it here. I never had to change um, you know, currency from one thing to another and lose value and do all these things. I think we're moving to a more internationalized world, and one of the first greatest steps to that is not having to change your currency. Now, I don't want internationalized world in everything but i sure want a better form of currency that governments don't have the ability to manipulate and bitcoin cash is that so go go check out bitcoin uh, cash find out more about it you can watch some videos uh, to learn everything you need to learn and you'll be done in i think you can watch all the videos in less than 15 minutes and then you can if you want, get a wallet. You can get some Bitcoin Cash right there on the site. They'll make it, or actually, right there on the uh, in within their app that you download. It's Bitcoin.com is the place to start. Terribly sorry. Go on. No worries. So yeah, they on the one side of their mouth they'll tell you, you know, there's no such thing as a nation. Everyone's welcome in this country, no matter their race or ethnicity. Diversity is our strength. And the other side of their mouth, they'll tell you... By the way, when did that happen? Because at one point, America was a melting pot. I watched Schoolhouse Rock, and people were jumping into a melting pot. (laughs) So (laughs) there was a notion that we all had a melting pot. Now it's diversity. But I I don't believe diversity is our strength. I think diversity... Neither do they. (laughs) Okay. And that, and that, that was my point, right? It's when you talk about Africa, what's wrong with Africa? The first thing they'll say is colonialism they put a bunch of people from different groups in one country and that's why everything's messed up they drew the borders and put a bunch of diverse groups together that sounds fair and now they're fighting that's fair so is diversity our strength is it good or is it bad when they talk about Africa, they say, oh, diversity is terrible. And you're Nigerian. Uh, Not that that matters, right? Well, I mean, it's, you get to say, um, and as a Nigerian, you know a little bit more than most Americans about this. And somebody, for whatever reason, there's a logical fallacy that surrounds um, where you're from and where you live and where you've been and things like that. Uh, people will ask sometimes on the air, well, have you guys ever been out of the country? Yeah, I've been to 35 different countries and 49 states. Oh, but, but but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Just because I've been to Greece one time does not mean that I understand the financial crisis that was going on uh, you know, a few years ago in Greece. This is, these are ridiculous notions. And I just I wish we'd abandoned them. Uh, but, yeah, I would agree with you that uh, diversity doesn't work in Africa. 
is, is the claim. And then diversity is supposed to work in the United States. That's the claim. I would say, in fact, that uh, people are better off if they attempt to assimilate to the U.S. culture. Now, I'm not advocating necessarily, but I think it's kind of a good idea. When you think about Chinese people, they come up with an English name, right? Yeah. So they may, you know, their, their child's name may be, I don't know, whatever, Hong or something like that. And, but they have a name that they come up with that's for English-speaking purposes. Yep. Like Henry. Yeah. And we know a... We know a Charlie, a Michael, uh, you know, a Samson, a variety well, of creative. I know a Odin, a Frost, like <laughs> a couple of cool names they're doing. A Stereal, like, wow. Right. And so they either have one that the family made up or the teacher will sometimes assign them one too. And whether or not you like that, it's not your business. The Chinese people have decided that in order to assimilate better into the United States, that it would be better to have an English name. Yeah. And they've chosen to do that. And I think that, that really works. Just looking on the outside, that seems like, um, you know, a step in the right direction to me. Yeah, you need you need a common culture to have a nation, right? I don't know if you need a common culture um, to have a nation. I don't think the United States has a common culture. And but I can tell you that we're, we're like I don't even know what a culture is. So but I can tell you that you want speaking to be going English, in the same direction. I don't even know if English necessarily is the – it can help, right? If you have a common language, it's easier to have a common culture. But I think the most important thing is that you're going in the same direction. When half the country wants to have the biggest government they can imagine and the other half wants a small government, that's going to create a problem, right? It's more that you could have a plenty of Hispanics come in who don't speak any English, but they agree with that constitutional republic that was designed. And I think they would fit in perfectly fine in America where you could have some – you know, British people come over fluent in English and all of a sudden they're trying to impose their, you know, national health care system and everything else like that. And that will create a lot of conflict. So in your opinion, um, they, I mean, there's plenty of Americans that want big government, though. So, you know, the desire for big government isn't necessarily indicative of an American culture. It is indicative of some American culture. And I am part of that culture. I want a smaller government, the smallest I can get, and I would like to have it more regionalized. The number, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. You can give your comments on Corona or uh, culture, if you wish. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Looks like the State Department is telegraphing, perhaps, 
that they might be shutting down all international flights. I say that because they sent out a memorandum earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, I don't know. Being here in the U.S. Mariana Islands today and yesterday kind of get blurred for me. The... Uh, because your t- today is my yesterday and whatever. So they they sent out this uh, advisory that all Americans should return home unless you live in the other country, whatever that means. And, um, well, I, I imagine a lot of Americans are going to take that pretty seriously. Does that mean that they're going to stop all international flights? I would not have expected states around the country to shut down restaurants and tell people that they could only have food delivered to their house. So I am not prepared to say at this point that the federal government won't shut down international flights. In fact, I would say that this is a telegraph of that particular action that may occur. It's Mark with you. And Alex. want to tell you real quick about ForkFest. ForkFest is an event that we're having in New Hampshire that we do not intend to cancel, but who knows what's going on for the summer. Um, But, you know, as far as we're concerned, we will be there. It's at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, and it's a everything's wild and free. So ForkFest goes on. ForkFest is a fork of ForkFest. ForkFest will be, uh, there'll be speakers and everything will be sort of laid out and, you know, whatever. ForkFest, if you want to come, sell food, speak, whatever you want to do, you set it up. It's just a camping event. We're going to have a great time and we're going to broadcast from there. So the website is ForkFest.party. It's July 4th weekend and we'd love to have you. Fork fest dot party let's go to the phones genevieve is calling in from i'm not sure where maybe this is alaska genevieve where are you calling from arkansas arkansas terribly sorry the state yes. uh, the state abbreviation for arkansas is ar is that right yes yes okay excellent what's on your mind genevieve well i know this coronavirus is a pretty serious thing right What's that? Um, they've, um, shut, they've, they've shut down bars at 10 o'clock. Walmart now shuts down at 11. Um, everything closes real early now. Um, pretty bad, I guess. Out here, they're kind of tripping, freaking out. You know what I mean? How, and, does, um, how does shutting things down at 10 help, in your opinion? Or do you think it doesn't? Well, I think it could, but I think people just taking the precautions that they need themselves, you know? washing your hands, don't touch people. You know, you shouldn't really do that anyways. I mean, considering how germs are, you know, how they can get sick. But um, I personally kind of mm, persuade towards thinking that maybe the government created this to control population just a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand Which government why... do you think did it? <laughs> Most likely our own, I'd imagine. Uh, they so were, the U.S. government? Okay. That's one of the theories yeah. out there is, is that somehow some government agency has uh, come up with, um, you know, this, this virus in order to control. A way control. to target older, 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 older people and people who are, you know, less likely to survive. Yeah. Why they started you know, I mean, in China? It, no- it knocked out a lot of people and a lot less, you know, cost to the government. Why they started in China? I don't know. They probably, I don't know. I don't know. It could have come from China. I'm not quite sure, but oh, you're not you sure. know that you know they could have 
I don't know. I just I think well, I feel if we want to play devil's advocate, there's more to it than that. You know. Yeah. There's more to it than what they're telling us. No, I've sure. always felt like that. Well, there's always more to uh, any story than uh, than what uh, you're getting told. That much is for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just cur- I just don't even know. I mean, there's lots of theories out there. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hazard a guess as far as uh, this goes. What what's your question, have you heard Alex? Have you heard about the theories about online where they're saying that all WalMarts are concentration camps for when they all... call martial law? I've not heard that. One. I have not heard that. <laughs> they have. They have on YouTube. They have videos um, of a lot of WalMarts. And they, they explain it to you, you know, that in the event that our United States was to call martial law, some crazy things could happen. Well, I, um, Alex, what were your questions? You said you had some uh, devil's advocate questions here. Yeah, sure. No, I've heard the, the conspiracy, right? It's, there's a huge pension crisis. Perhaps that's one of the biggest crises the world faces right now. Right. And Illinois is having a huge problem. You can make an argument this is the perfect move. So the U.S. could start a virus. This is all hypothetical, right? I'm, I'm not yes, saying this yes, is what happened yeah. or even that yeah, I no, agree with it right. at all. But hypothetically, if the U.S. wanted to kill three birds with one stone, they neutralize yeah. their, the rising China, right? The rising geopolitical rival. Start the virus there. It mo- forces supply chains back to America. Because now everyone's thinking the risk of having a supply chain in China is astronomical. They saw in Corona, it got shut down, car parts, medical parts, everything. There's a shortage. In addition, it hurts their economy and sets them back perhaps years. In addition, notice that Iran, well, who will recover faster? Who's better positioned for this? A richer country, right? And then look at the other countries hit hard. The next biggest country after China was Iran. And all of a sudden, like key Iranian figures are dying from Corona. Which is surprising, right? Why did yeah. Iran get it so fast? It's not particularly yeah, no, close to China or strong ties. It's like right. you have two geopolitical enemies of the U.S. suffering from this crazy disease. And then in the U.S., the old people falling. Mm-hmm. Could, it, there, it's a, a compelling uh, that- narrative, but I think it's uh, it starts to fall apart as why would we want Europe to get it? Our allies in Europe... Why would we want so many Americans to get it? Why would we want to shut down the whole U.S. economy? So I think if, had it stayed in China, had it stayed in Iran, this narrative would be far more compelling and just killed off a small number of old people. But the fact that they're shutting down the entire economy, uh, J.P. Morgan's predicting 15% GDP fall in quarter two, there's no way that the American government, which is heavily influenced by big business, would do this to themselves. Yeah. Well, I understand that too, but you know, it's just the theories that are going around on the internet and everything. And now all of a sudden, yeah. we're supposed to be in home and compliant, and not everything's closing down. We can't go out and have a beer. You know, we can't. Well, know, have a beer at home. Thing, get the shotgun you know, and the Bible. We won't even be able to go into the grocery store. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty awful. Thank you for the call, Genevieve. Appreciate it. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I think that um, I think this is how Americans are feeling, right? Yeah. Like, in a lot of cases, they don't know who's to blame, but they don't like it. And the, obviously, this is pretty clear, right? The governments of the world have failed in 
um, to a lesser or greater extent in providing whatever safety we're supposed to have. Now, I've uh, said on the air in recent uh, episodes that if we're going to have a state, that state's major role, like the one thing that they should do, is somehow control global pandemics. And that's not their I mean, how? How I, I don't know how they're going to do it. What, what I'm saying is, is that they have spent no time prior to this wins. figuring it out. I'm not saying that it won't. Uh, look, y- your house will eventually be covered in uh, ivy that then tears it apart and uh, you know the roof falls off. But today, it doesn't rain. And no, what what governments government are doing, did? what politicians are doing is busy shoving money in their pockets. Right? Every they... single one of them is a millionaire when they leave. They're all rich when they leave. They know exactly how to bilk you out of money. They want to you know, build up the military. They want to do everything out there. But their one job, the one thing that they really should be doing and that rarely do they ever have to do, this is like the security guard. That one time in 10 years when the, uh, the, you know, the, the parts department gets broken into. They fail, and they fail a lot. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's 855-453 is in freedom. Talk Live, the number 855-450-3733, free as in freedom, Free Talk Live. That's one of our focuses here in Free Talk, at Free Talk Live, is, is uh, human freedom. And human freedom is on the ropes right now. Whether you understand it or not, when... Things get scary. People turn to the state. They're like, solve our problems. Now, the state's traditionally been very terrible at this. But when people feel like things are out of control, they want some organization that will project some kind of control. And the state was happy to project control. It's shutting down bars and restaurants. It's uh, you know, restricting travel. As a matter of fact, I just got a message from United Airlines here. This is a text. It says, due to presidential proclamation, non-U.S. citizens who have visited the countries listed on United.com slash important notices, the 14 days before their flight will be denied into the uh, denied into the U.S. citizens, their immediate family members and permanent residents are exempt from this rule. However, they will be subject to additional health screenings and may be required to self-quarantine for 14 days. So, uh, you know, required to self-quarantine sounds pretty good to an American because it means I'll do whatever I want, <laughs> right? It means no quarantine. <laughs> That's what it means. That's what I heard. But it's the government telling you you must go home. And stay in your house. You're not allowed to leave. Presumably somebody else would go to the grocery store and do shopping for you and things like that. And I don't know what visited means. What does visited a country mean? I may be, I'm going to be traveling um, for the ladies and gentlemen, for those who do not know. I'm in the U.S. Mariana Islands right now. Alex and I are. And I will be traveling back to the United States because the State Department on the 23rd, so a couple of days from now, a few days from now, 
because the State Department sent out this memorandum that said all U.S. citizens must return home. Now, I would have stayed here and think it would be better to stay uh, to stay here. But my wife wants to be certainly very reasonably wants to be back with the parents because they're older and they may need help. And we don't want to be um, that they you know, we don't we don't want to be separated if, if they get sick or something like that. And I think that's a fair thing to want. So. Off we go, uh, you know, but I will be traveling through Narita um, Airport, and that means that I'll be in Japan very briefly, like less than an hour. Hopefully all the planes land on time <laughs> um, and just, you know, pop from one to another. Does that mean I have visited Japan? I'm sure United can clarify if you really want to know. <laughs> I don't want to call them and spend the kind of the hour that it's going to take to get through. Yeah. Customer service in these places is just going bonkers. Yeah. I had to cancel another flight, and uh, you know it's just going bananas. So anyway, it's uh, it's crazy out there, and I, I think that that in Good. part. Um, one of the things that people are speculating on, and I do not think that this is the most bizarre and craziest of speculations, right? I don't know if the government created this. I think that um, that is a you know a conspiracy theory that may or may not be true. There's no way for us to prove it, and you know whatever we can talk all day about it. But I think that it's likely in the future as a prediction that they may stop interstate travel. In you know so you know going from one state well, to can another. Try, but how? I don't know. They can't secure the the border to Mexico. How can they secure all of the state borders? If they put one state trooper with his car parked across the bridge um, between Brattleboro and uh, Chesterfield, New Hampshire, then nobody's going from Brattleboro to Chesterfield. Right, but if you just walk across the border, it's the same thing. You can, I don't want to leave my the, car. I would, I, you can make I'm the going same there, I'm argument going to... with Mexico, right? Uh -huh. If you drive up the highway, you're not getting through without papers. Right. So people don't go up the highway. I understand. It's possible to get across. Certainly. I'm sure some entrepreneurial guy will uh, you know, open up his little farm, let people drive over for 50 bucks, and make a killing. All you need is one person to do that. Well, he, he, but he won't last long. Why? What is he doing? He's saying, my, my property straddles the border of two states. I'm welcoming these people to my property. Is that against the law officer? What law? Is that a felony or a misdemeanor? <laughs> um, uh, 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 well, is all they have to do is hand out an executive order because the uh, people are shutting down restaurants based on executive orders right now. Yeah. So not here. No, um, I don't think there is an executive. But some people are shutting down restaurants here. They're, I went to a restaurant last night, shut down. Yeah, and, and that's because of the lack of the customers, not because Probably. fiat, right? So Probably. I mean, I think we're circling around. We all would agree the government has failed us. Left, right, middle, don't believe in the paradigm at all. Everyone can agree the government has not done a good job. The question is, what should they do? What should they have done better? What should they do now? And I think that's what's worth discussing about because it's not over, right? They can reverse these executive orders tomorrow. They could work right. to improve things Let's not forget today. that it's not the coronavirus that caused the world economic collapse that's in, that's in play right now. It's fear. Well, it's the government's moves, too. I mean, there's fear that's behind it, but in many cases, it's the state. The state shutting this thing down or that thing down. And by state, I mean the organization that claims a monopoly privilege over the use of violence in a given landmass. I'm not talking about uh, 
Iowa, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, in, in America, we, we tend to get those, those things confused, but Americans need to understand who is actually causing these problems. The people that we're looking to, to solve the problems are the ones causing the problems. And how do we fix that? Well, um, I, I don't, I don't have an answer because I think that the coronavirus is inevitable. It was inevitable. Ladies and, and gentlemen, it was inevitable that a virus would come along that would attack the weak in some way. In this case, it's attacking the old and um, in some manner or another, attack the weak and, you know, wipe some people out. Well, yeah, it happens every year. It's called flu season, right? I think That's- flu still is killing more people than... Um, the, even even during the time frame the coronavirus has been around, the flu still has killed more people by a lot. By a lot, and right, what's the total death count around the world? Seven. Nobody's 000? scared of the flu. Yeah, and that's why I said fear is the big problem. And the f- the let, flu mutates every let single a year. Go to waste. We don't know if Corona is going to even mutate. We don't know what its mutation uh, time frame is or anything like that. Maybe Corona is just a thing now. Yeah, maybe and. We'll have to adapt to it, and if we adapt the way we're doing now, I'm I'm concerned, right? If right. The solution if we, is a disease kills a couple thousand people. Let's shut down the entire economy, create mass employment, and unemployment, yeah, just cause chaos that the world's never seen before in the time of peace. That doesn't sound like a good solution to me. No, it seems like a, uh, a you know a terrible solution. Do you have any ideas? Uh, I think there needs to be more discussions about how to keep the economy running. Can we build herd immunity and make everyone who's young and healthy? What happens if they just continue as normal and we quarantine the older people? If you're old, have some kind of autoimmune disease. I don't care whether as an old person you choose not to go outside or choose to go outside. If you want to go outside and French kiss everybody you see as an octogenarian, um, as long as that person consents to the French kissing, um, then as far as I'm concerned, that's your business. If you die in short order, again, those are the consequences of actions. We have actions. Currently, before corona, we had actions. And before corona, actions had consequences. So if an 80-year-old, I think 80-year-olds should stay in, and I think we should all offer everybody over the age of 65 that we know, we should offer to them and I mean, obviously, this needs to be parsed out to different people. But, you know, if we all took one older person that we would deliver things to, OK, what do you need from the grocery store? Let me get that for you. Um, you know, whatever they can Venmo you the money, whatever it is, figure it out. Send some Bitcoin. Send some Bitcoin. <laughs> send some Intercoin. Send some div- Divi. Whatever it is, they um, they can help you. You know, they'll, they'll give you some money and help them. If they want to quarantine, help them. Yeah. And I think that's it. Well, I think the most important thing is we need to make our policies based on logic, not fear. And I, I think that's our greatest mistake is why are they shutting down places after 10 p.m.? Is it after 10 p.m. Corona comes out in force? I, I just don't understand what the logic is behind these policies. It seems more like they're just trying to make people think they're doing something regardless of whether or not it works. It, it's that's what I think it is. Is I really believe um, ultimately that this is a, a thing to make Trump look bad. He wasn't doing enough. You should elect Joe Biden. He can't <laughs> find his car, car keys. Uh, they're going to need a worse virus. If that's their strategy. 
Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Call in. Talk about whatever is on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Alex. We are talking about, well, the same thing that everybody's talking about out there. The coronavirus. COVID-19. Um, this big... The boomer remover. The boomer remover. <laughs> yeah, that's cruel. And China virus is the other thing they're calling it. And then what was it before that? The Kung Fu flu? Yeah. This thing's had a bunch of names. I you know, I think that it is it's worth talking about and worth finding out what Americans are thinking about it because I think a lot of people are just sort of running scared right now and don't know what to do you know just kind of uh, be bopping around and trying to figure it out. Let's go to Greg in New York. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, what what a change to the entire world! Wow. Uh, right. I want crazy, but um, I wanted to kind of pick up the topic of government versus technology, and I'm sort of a techno libertarian, as I like to say. I want to replace a lot of the government function with technology, and so I was wondering: government has blunt instruments like restricting people to a city block, or restricting them from going from one end of the city to the other, or between cities. And I'm not sure how that's supposed to stop uh, a virus when the sick and the healthy are supposed to be in the same city block and simply infect each other. But I think when South Korea started using phones and looking at people's address books, that gave a lot of benefit to targeting exactly what it would be. I think there should be an app, for example, that you install and that has something like a 14-day challenge to stay at home, sends you notifications every day saying, what are your symptoms? And it lists, like, do you have a headache? Do you have this? Do you have that? And your gender and your age. And then puts those statistics anonymously, fuzz your location a little bit, puts those out for the public and the experts to actually analyze and see connections between people. We could actually solve a lot of these problems because people would trust their private data to an app that doesn't send it anywhere rather than to the government. Maybe. Um, I I would also think the app could, uh, like, you know, for instance, um, just thinking, you know, Trump's handing out $1,000, right, to everybody for some reason. (laughs) What what about having this, uh, if you stay home, what about making it $1,400 if you stay, $100 a day that you stay home and don't leave the house? Um, there's a way to, uh, to to make it all make sense. But you're saying non-government, right? 
non-government, although that is a cool idea to pay people to stay home. <laughs> um, but yes, non-government. I wish we could pay the government to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, non- non-corporate even. So no corporation, no Facebook, no Google. This app, your personal data is on your phone, and you decide, here's my family, here's my friends, here's my neighbors and coworkers. I share with them my updates. No one else. No one knows else that I have symptoms, etc. But I would like to see what's happening around me anonymously. Maybe my area is full of people that are infected. I don't even know. But the app can show you this. The government can't. The government doesn't do that. So that's something that is, I think, very essential for pandemics like this. Now, um, you're, you do have some kind of social app uh, called Cubix, right? Yes. Yeah, I build apps at Cubix. Uh, now, groups, would there exactly be any capacity for that uh, to be expanded to something like this? Well, I mean, to be honest, I'm working on this right now. Uh, some of my friends are helping me fund this project. Um, I should have more information in a few days about groups.app. I think I will have um, something like that. And because we already have so many users around the world uh, in 100 countries, I think we have something like 7 million people that have downloaded groups over the years. I think we're in a good position to try something like this. But I don't have all the answers, and we're still figuring it out. But I think at least we should be anonymously collecting this information and putting it out for the public to see on a map and to, to I don't download think there are answers. data set. My, my opinion on this, from what I've heard from the news, is there simply are not answers. That at this point, we're moving the, the chairs, the deck chairs around on the Titanic. And I mean the Titanic in so much as there will be a world with coronavirus after this uh, that looks, you know, different but remarkably similar to the world that we have today. And that everything that we're doing is just essentially crashing the economy and uh, making people's lives miserable. Oh, yeah. It's, it's totally the wrong uh, approach. I think South Korea, by appropriating technology, had more of a right approach. I'll give one example, which I'd love for you guys to maybe uh, think about, and that's this. What if the app combined with testing centers would have the testing center issue a certificate of, uh, that you've stayed at home for a few days, you had a home kit mailed to you because they just approved one of those, you get it mailed, and when you get the certificate on your app, you can get together with other people that are also clean for events. You can return back to work. So people should have a certificate, but it has to work together with the testing centers. And no one's working together with anybody when it comes to that stuff. So that's what I think needs to, needs right. to be fixed. I wouldn't even know how to get a test right now. I honestly wouldn't know. Um, I mean, you know, like this, should, this stuff should be available on Amazon. You give me a box of 20, that way I can, uh, you know, 24 of them. That way the whole family can test ourselves every few days just to make sure. I'll say one last thing about this. I had this idea years ago um, because growing up, you know, when you have sex with someone, you don't know if they have HIV or something like that. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if people could get tested? And the culture was, show me your phone. I'll show you my phone. Uh, these are the latest times we got certificate that we're HIV free. And that way you have a little bit less of a, of a scare and, and the virus might actually not spread as much. I think something like that could be used in Africa. It could be used in Russia. It's not just this pandemic, but any virus can benefit from certificates of health 
issued by testing centers. Yeah, I'm totally on board, and I think your your general premise of technology being a great way to solve problems is 100% the right approach. Well, technology is what provides us with freedom, not the government. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, a man to, to you know, humans today are far freer than they were a hundred years ago, and a lot of that freedom, most of that freedom, has come from technology, and it yeah. allows you know all kinds of things, and including uh, something a technology you've been working on, Greg, and I want you to explain it to me here on air if you if you could take a moment or two to do it. Intercoin. Sure. Now, Intercoin's recently become an advertiser here on Free Talk Live. We have accepted money uh, to <laughs> to talk about Intercoin, and but at the same time. I only accept the advertiser. We will only accept advertisers um, that we, you know, have some kind of belief in uh, that we've, you know, tested out. I think that um, I, I think this is a very interesting project. Please go on. Sure. Um, well, I think if the government starts to control the money supply, and in this case, I think that's very likely because people go home from work. The white collar workers can continue. The people, the baristas at Starbucks and the entertainment industry and the event industry and everybody cannot. So then the government will have to figure out, oh, we're going to send money to these sectors or create jobs here, etc. And so essentially people will start saying, well, what about our community? And by community, it could be a local community or it could be a society of poets or whatever con conglomeration of people it is. Might say, you know, maybe we should issue our own currency. Maybe we should have something without the state, something where we can continue to, um, you know, pay one another in this currency and do services for one another in our community without having to wait for these, um, frankly, large organizations to come in and figure out what it is we need. We know what we need. And so if we could do that, then that there needs to be a technology to do that. So I looked around. Uh, and my partners, we looked around and we saw that Bitcoin and Ethereum were just not scalable enough to allow a million people to pay one another at the same time. It's more for like once in a while transaction. Great. Can so you hold the line just for here for a second? I want you to continue explaining Intercoin, but I want you to be able to do it without, uh, you know, any difficulties here. Just hold the line. The number 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You should call in. Talk about this Corona, this new world that's being created by this, the reaction to Corona uh, virus or COVID-19 or whatever we're going to call this thing. The, uh, I don't know, the hockey puck virus. It's uh, the hockey stick virus, right? Like it's, uh, you know, first the infections are small and they shoot up. It's Mark with you. And Alex. Talking to Greg in New York about Intercoin. Let's get Greg right back here on the airwaves. Greg, go ahead. You had uh, started talking about Intercoin, and you were seeing how the U.S. dollar and uh, cryptocurrencies as they exist today weren't meeting the needs that you were hoping to meet. Yeah, I looked at crypto, and, you know, when I was growing up, uh, crypto meant cryptography. It didn't mean <laughs> cryptocurrency. It sort and, of means that still, know, but has, yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, crypto. So I figured, you know, the cypherpunks, the people that, you know, Phil Zimmerman and the, the whole uh, PGP and all that kind of stuff, uh, built a world where people could use end-to-end encryption and all that kind of cool stuff. And so um, I look at crypto today, and it reminds me a little bit of what I saw with, like, what is this, historical, um, the Mayans had a wheel, but they didn't really use it for, like, look at how many things the wheel is used for. But somehow, like, in Native Americas before Columbus, they used wheels for, like, toys, but they didn't really use wheels for anything, maybe because they didn't have any animals to... Um, the Egyptians yeah. had a steam, uh, a rudimentary steam engine that could uh, sort of fly around, and you know they never m- oh. built a train. <laughs> exactly, and so we have crypto technology, and it's capable of helping us to vote from home from our phones and govern organizations. And there's so many things we could do, and instead we have an architecture that is like a global blockchain, and everything in the world has to go into a block, and we have these wars of like Craig Wright versus uh, Roger Ver, how big the block size will be. And it's like, come on, dude, like cryptography can power unlimited numbers of transactions for the whole world. You just need a better, different architecture. And so Intercoin was started to do that architecture. And it's become a project which is designed to help enable governance of your local communities, different styles of voting, different ballots, uh, you could vote on how the money supply will be uh, used. The money supply is totally voluntary, so you don't have to use it, but many people are expected to. Just the same way that you use Visa payments, even though you don't, it's not fiat, but you choose to use it. And the, the fees, the little percentage uh, that you spend on Visa could have better uses to do things like, hey, ending food insecurity and helping people in your own community instead of the federal government doing it for you. So that's the idea of Intercoin, totally voluntary money that is based on something beyond blockchain, something much faster um, and more scalable. That was the idea of Intercoin. And you've already had a great deal of success with your previous apps as far as adoption and these sorts of things. And Intercoin will uh, integrate to some extent with these huge communities that you have online. That's yes. Uh, basically, the uh, technology is just one aspect, but also adoption is very important. So just so happens, you know, I, I've been working on this kind of stuff for nine years, not just me, but we have a development team and all over, you know, we've been, I think, probably spent, I'm going to guess, uh, close to 100,000 hours probably collectively on all this kind of stuff. So we happen to reach uh, 7 million users around the world. Uh, by that, I mean we attracted them. They downloaded the app. Not everyone stuck around, but now we have apps used 1.3 million times a month by people in 100 countries. So when we roll out Intercoin, it's going to look like Apple Pay or Facebook, uh, those buttons where you pay people on Facebook. It won't look like Bitcoin or Ethereum where you have to download a wallet and I'll do the stuff. It'll already be in your community app, which we already have and we put out there. Greg, I'm really interested in what you're going to do to address this uh, coronavirus uh, thing with Intercoin. And I want you to keep us updated um, as, uh, you know, the next, you know, a few weeks as to what's going on and how you're addressing it. Because, uh, you know, it's it's teams like your team that 
are going to truly help save the world. Can you tell people how to find out more about Intercoin? Sure. Uh, just go to intercoin.org. That's I-N-T-E-R-C-O-I-N.org. You could see there all the different applications of Intercoin. And I should point out, Intercoin is still in an early stage compared to my other company, Cubix. It's, uh, we're still building the technology. But because we've architected it from beginning to end, we know, and we've documented everything, we know that it's possible, we know that we're building it, and once it's built, uh, we could put it into all of our existing communities. So in a sense, there's not the risk of, um, there's a little bit of development risk because, hey, maybe we won't be able to develop it and we missed something. But um, everything else, the adoption risk is not really there because we have the communities already, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a way to sort of support the next generation of money and crypto because I believe that Bitcoin had a great chance uh, but there needs to be something 10 years later. There needs to be something to really get crypto to be adopted. Because otherwise, if we do not do this, then Facebook, Amazon, and all these giant corporations will be in charge of all our payments and be the middlemen and middlewomen the same way that they are for our social networks and communications. Currently, they're going to continue. And this year, Facebook's going to roll out WhatsApp, the Calibra wallet. And even Telegram is going to roll out something, uh, the, the TON network, but they're all centralized. And we need something for the people, something that we can trust in our own communities. So that's basically the vision. Intercoin.org, Greg, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We need something and we also need some place, right? Some place to test out these solutions and continue innovating in the uh the market of living together yeah options uh is is great and he's absolutely right that these big corporations um they determine who gets to have a voice it used to be that youtube was chuck full of uh voices libertarian voices uh voices of people who had you know fascinating ideas and now um if they determine for whatever reason your voice like you know the leftists don't like your voice enough that we're just going to have to get rid of you like yeah, you're you know be advertiser friendly right well yeah whatever it is they're just not going to let you talk um okay well you've had your chance to talk we've found uh, that uh you know even, although a lot of people like you because they're not going to kick you off if if you don't have a bunch of followers yeah. a bunch of people like you but a bunch of people don't like you and we're not going to give you any explanation goodbye i mean you know that leaves it's a pretty unsatisfying experience yeah people feel like they have a right to a platform to speak if they if everybody else has it why don't i have it and um they want to know why you broke up with them these are two things that people want to have eight well, five if you if you want a platform to speak you can always call it the free talk lot that's true eight five five four five zero three seven three three it's eight fifty five four fifty free here on free talk live there are some words you can't say but you know other than that you're free to call in 855-450-3733 or Discord, discord.free. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network Network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. 
Talk Live. Call in. Talk live here on the airwaves. It's Mark with you. And Alex. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Basically, it's been coronavirus on the show here tonight. And I think that that's, you know, worth continuing because... The sky is falling. Well, I think it's the biggest threat to human freedom that we've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. And I don't think it's overstating Since 9-11, at the very least. Right. So 9-11, you saw some intrusions into uh, Americans' lives, right? Like, you know. Have you been to an airport lately? Sure. That's, uh, it's a big intrusion. More than some. That's the biggest, that's the biggest part of it. But they also said, hey, we can look at uh, what books you check out from the libraries. And the librarians stood up and said, no, we won't give you that information. Right? Some little old doddering ladies stood up for your freedom, Americans, when you couldn't, you wouldn't stand up for your travel freedom. They stood up for your book-checking-out freedom. Well, that's because the government knew the NSA could get it anyways, right? It was... Uh... <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Oh, yeah. We, we concede. We respect the librarians. The librarians are American heroes. They're just laughing. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what, the, uh, what they can t- tell you, look at, and what they don't. I don't have any idea. But, um, you know, I like it when the government fights with itself, especially for more freedoms. What I'm saying right now is nobody's questioning. Nobody's saying anything. And the government is taking... And, you know, at all levels, people in the government, I think is the best way to, you know, these officious bureaucrats, these uh, governors, mayors, it's always the chief executive, it seems, uh, presidents, whomever it is, is saying, I'm going to get involved here and I'm going to make a fix. Yeah, they're basically fighting to see who can impose the most tyranny. Well, they ban bars while I'm banning bars and restaurants and chimps. Yeah, right. Well, they have a 10 p.m. curfew. I have an 8 p.m. curfew. I I think the gym is probably the, the you know the scariest place out there, uh, just out of, in my opinion. I was at the gym earlier this week. It was great. No lines for the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say there are, there are fewer females there. I'm not sure if it was Corona or just the time of day or what. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to be any place where somebody's sweating on the equipment. So I've been using even for the last couple of months i've been very careful to not only spray after i get off a piece of equipment but to spray it before and i don't mean spray like a male cat i mean uh <laughs> i mean don't do that at the gym no don't do that at the gym <laughs> they get a little squirt bottles you know and uh some kind of windexy stuff uh presumably it kills bad things i don't know um you know, it's all faith right <laughs> Yeah, it could be full of anthrax for all I know. I'm just spraying the equipment with it. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's sort of the problem is, is that Americans compart we people generally compartmentalize their um, lives. So I'm leaving it to the gym guy to put whatever he puts in that bottle in order to keep me safe. And then I'm just saying, oh, I'll keep this bottle keep keep you safe. safe. What's going to happen? You get some sweat on you. Well, I could get this coronavirus and then drag it home. Could get this coronavirus just from going outside. You know, the way they describe it. Like, right. This <laughs> right. This Franken virus that flies call, through the you air. You call your mom on the phone. It goes through the phone lines and Got her. gets you. Indeed. So it's, even though it's... How many people in the U.S. have even been infected, right? I believe it's 
10,000 thereabouts, maybe even less than that. So it's be, be scared, everyone. Everyone's getting it. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, who knows? I think that on likely, the one hand, it's the like way the they're most describing prolific it. disease ever. On the other hand, 10,000 people got it in America. Well, I think that one of the reasons that people are describing it as this perfect disease, right? Like, I'm not celebrating the notion that, uh, that, that old people who are, uh, I guess, useless eaters, as some people want to call them, are going to be uh, dying in droves. But at this point, we can't use economics to determine who lives and who, who dies. I mean, like, that's just an unacceptable notion any longer. It doesn't matter if you're a hobo on Skid Row shooting up heroin from dirty needles. Whatever, the, whatever your lifestyle is fine, but you need the best medical care that the marketplace can provide. You need the, the kind of care that Bill Gates gives because it's a human right. And this has been repeated enough times that Americans believe it. Now, I'm going to go right out and say it right now. If you can't afford a given medical treatment, you don't deserve it. How dare you? How d- I'm like, like Greta. All you care about is money. <laughs> right. Well, I just think money is an allocation of your life's work in many cases. So if you've done something great and managed to uh, you know, share it with people and lots of people are interested, maybe you have a lot of money. In which case, great. I hope you get those services that make people's lives better and longer and healthier. And if you do then just like plasma TVs that were $10,000 in like the early aughts, they're now $400 for a gigantic television at Walmart. But Mark, we're a rich country and we're the only rich country without socialized medicine. That's a travesty, don't you think? Uh, At this point, most of the medicine in the United States is socialized because most of the old people are getting it already. They've got Medicare, Medicaid, and you know, WIC and everything else out there. Yeah, medicine in the United States is socialized. There's only a small segment of the population that doesn't have it. And forcing them to buy extremely expensive uh, healthcare, health insurance that the government made expensive is not some kind of philanthropic thing. This is what, like, the government got involved, so it's philanthropic? No, they messed everything up. And they've been messing it up for decades and the fact that they've messed it up as badly as they have has forced us to go into socialized healthcare because that is the probable almost certain future at this point. Well, to me, I think the biggest issue is the problem of incentives. Always comes back to incentives. If you have free healthcare, why be healthy, right? If you can get lung cancer, you don't pay any consequences, someone else takes care of it. If you can become morbidly obese, if you can just do reckless uh, you know, outdoor activities and there's no consequences, other people pay for it, you're going to get more of all of those things. And that leads to a new problem because then people start saying, well, we can't afford for everyone to be getting into, you know, dirt biking accidents every weekend. Let's start restricting what hobbies you can have. You know, this hobby is a little too dangerous. You shouldn't be allowed. You can't drive a motorcycle. Motorcycles are dangerous. We have to pay for your health care. Therefore, we can decide right. what you do. And all of a sudden, it's- And don't forget the food. We're all wearing straight jackets and, you know, right. eating baby food because that's the only way. It's absolutely true. Um, rolling around in our own little uh, computer controlled uh, wheelchairs because, you know, trip and fall accidents happen. And that's life if you turn these things to turn, turn it over to the government. 
They're going to continue to do that. There are nanny staters out there that want to control your every move. And you know what they're doing right now? Yeah, they're in Italy. They're cheering. Yeah. <laughs> they're suffering. <laughs> well. Right. But the, you, you can believe that at the end of this, Italy's not going to say, you know what, we need a more, uh, is a, you know, more uh, free market health care. They're going to say we need universal basic income. Because well, that's basically what Trump's talking about. We here destroyed the entire economy, so we need universal basic income to fix it. Break I, your leg and sell you the crutch. Yep. Government one hundred and one. Now, mind you, um, if if the government's going to get in and do a stimulus, which appears to be the plan, I do think handing it out to Americans, you know, generally people, um, you know, I, I, you know what I say? Now's the time for reparations. <laughs> Let's get the deal on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Do reparations. Everybody, everybody needs reparations for something, right? Yeah. Uh, I can assure you, my Germanic ancestors were owned by some Italians at some point. Let's do some reparations. Everybody gets money. Reparations for you. Reparations for you. Reparations for everybody gets reparations. Get it on the table. Get it out there. And 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 at the end of it all, nobody's allowed to talk about race anymore after it. Sounds like a plan to me. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. sooner did I talk about these platforms banning certain voices um, from the, well, I don't know what to call them, airwaves, but um, these, these voices from the internet. So YouTube has, for whatever reason, pulled down the Free Talk Live live stream says, in accordance with community guidelines, this video has been removed from YouTube. If you believe this decision was made in error, you may appeal using this form. The YouTube team will review our original decision and reinstate the video if appropriate. We will notify you by email of our final decision on your video. Please note that you may not appeal. Um, you may only appeal this video once. Thank you for your appeal. We will contact you by email once we've processed your request. I mean, you know, that's it. Poof, we're off. Now, why? Community guidelines. Wow. We have no clue. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Is it because I talked about YouTube choosing to remove voices that they had one time been on there? It uh, came in just 14 minutes ago, so probably got reported during this show. Maybe, maybe when I was talking about it, somebody said, wouldn't it be funny? To report this, and then these these people have these systems that just immediately remove something. I don't have any idea how this stuff works. You know what? We're never going to have any idea because they don't like to tell you those things. They want to keep all this stuff as secret as they can. And, um, you know, if I, that's, the, that's the problem with relying on platforms like this. Now, we don't rely on YouTube. We um, have our own videos and all that stuff. You can find them at a variety of locations. I believe library, L-B-R-Y. I think it's .org. .io. .io. Library.io. L-B-R-Y. Um, has a free talk live stream that's uh, going out. And certainly um, there's, you know, there's a variety of them. Twitch.freetalklive.com is another way for you to look. But, you know, 
There we are, off the biggest platform. Now, mind you, our YouTube feed doesn't get very many views. We get more on Twitch and um, you know these others out there, but I, yeah, off it goes. Yeah, I mean, I also heard that Facebook was censoring some Corona articles and news feed updates and various other things. So it's there could be uh, they're testing out the capabilities, perhaps. You know, right? What do we need to do if people start saying? Let's ignore these these pieces of paper that tell us we can't go outside. Yep. Who can tell? You're saying I can't go in my own backyard? Is this America or is it not? Right. Well, we're domesticated animals at this point. We all walked into the cage. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> well, maybe maybe so. You've, you've probably, better than most, managed to sort of disengage from the systems that are out there. I see you wearing a Casio watch rather than my uh, Samsung smartwatch, which probably uh, tracks my movements all the time in exchange for telling me how many steps I've gotten in the day. Yep. <laughs> and, you know. They're monitoring your heart rate monitoring beat by beat. That's right. They're seeing how I'm doing. He skipped a beat. He's planning an attack. Go, 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 go. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before they use that. You know, I feared for my life. You know, his heart rate elevated and I had to take preemptive action. And <laughs> that seems to be the state of the world right now, right? Preemptive action. Not even 100 deaths in America and they shut down the entire economy. They're shutting down the borders. I think there's more than 100 now. I think there's 200 as of roughly within the last 10 hours or so. Right. But, but once they've initially started, I don't even know if we hit 100. Right. I don't think – right. I, I agree with that statement. Yes. And that's – I just don't understand, right? It's China, 1.4 billion. How many people got to the disease? It's, they claim less than 100,000. Even if you double it or triple it, it doesn't seem like it justifies the cost. And you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't – I'm not speaking to this from a, a medical perspective. Even if it was, a, if you you know increased it by a factor ten times, uh, if a million people got the virus in China, then that would still be like one percent of their population. That wouldn't be one percent, right? That'd right. be less than one one thousandth of their population. Okay, so it's, yeah, it, I see. Look at the uh, H1N1, the Wikipedia page. Right, it says the CDC estimated more than ten thousand people died from H one N one in two thousand nine, but that I was alive in two thousand nine. I don't remember. But do you remember everything shutting down, the whole world collapsing? Well, that was a flu, and uh, you know, so it's okay. You know, this isn't the flu. This is not the flu, right? Um, even though, well, the similarities to the flu are pretty staggering. H1- but I'm not saying it is the flu. It's not the flu. Whatever. <laughs> It's the new normal, people. Yeah, it's... Diseases happen. I hope this is not the new normal. I'm less concerned about the disease than the fact that people just accept, you know, they can shut down everything and they can control everything. Just, you must do what we say. And there's been so little pushback, which is very, very frightening. I would think that people would say no. You have to explain. You have to justify these extreme orders, right? Extreme orders require extreme explanations. Look, it's like with any movement, any revolutionary movement, the United States is a revolutionary idea. Now, whether you like it or not, this is true. The United States is a revolutionary idea. The people who founded the United States picked up guns and shot their government center of mass. They drove them through with a bayonet. They killed their government. 
They drove them away to the point that their government came back, signed a piece of paper and says, y'all have fun. We're out of here. <laughs> okay. Revolutionary. The children of revolutionaries tend to not be nearly as revolutionary. They tend to eat their parents. And we are the children of children of children of children of children. And right now, we have a really great opportunity to look at what freedom looks like. Canada was Great Britain previously. You know, it, it was Canada that basically invaded the United States in the War of 1812 and would have taken over had it, it burned the White House down and would have taken over had it not been for a fluke hurricane. I believe that was sent by Providence. Uh, but whatever you can y- y'all can believe whatever you want. The um, this. So Canada is right up there. Canada is currently ranked higher and freer than the United States on many conservative websites. Uh, you know, charts. The United States isn't number one at freedom on any chart, anywhere. This is land of the free, home of the brave, and I'll, I'll not push free. Back. Oh. I'll defend. We have the First and Second Amendment, and I think in today's world, a lot of people are asking, "What does it mean to be American?" Right? We're a divided country. Whether it's the coastal cities, Middle America, left, right, old, young, there are so many divisions in today's society. And more and more people are asking, what does it mean to be American? Is it just you have a blue passport? You were born here? American, or is is there... it the only blue passport, by the way? There's other blue passports, okay. but it's, it's the people best. People refer to it as the blue passport, well, and yeah, I was just kind of curious. It's like New York is the city, right? right. There are how other many, cities. How many cities are there? There's a lot, but right. it's the city. I imagine so say. In, in the UK, London is the city, Yeah, but just guessing. And they refer to it probably as the red passport. <laughs> well, um, I, yeah, I don't know what, uh, but I've only seen like red and green passports besides the United States is blue one. So, but yeah, so back to what does it mean to be American? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I, I, I don't even know, know if there's an answer at this point. For me, it's the first and second amendment. If you take that away, we're basically Canada, right? Yeah. What separates us from any other Anglo country? We have very similar laws, languages, cultures, philosophies. So what you're saying is is that in England, you can get thrown in jail for teaching your pug how to uh, do a Nazi salute, right? Yeah. And um, say the wrong thing on Twitter, you go to jail. Right. And, Not in America, right? Well, there have been some instances. If you, for whatever reason, post some cannibal core or whatever, some, some heavy metal lyrics that sound like you're threatening somebody, um, there have been instances where people go to jail for that. Um, usually young, poor people, but uh, nonetheless, the United States isn't exactly the freest place in the world, but we do have it written into our Constitution. Who has better free speech rights than America? I'm all for improving free speech, right? You know, we're, I'm for improving Second Amendment rights, First Amendment, Third, Fourth, especially Tenth, you know, all of them we can improve. But the fact that we have them separates us from most other countries in the world. There is no Bill of Rights in Canada. There is no Bill of Rights in the UK. There is no Bill of Rights in most countries. And if they, they are, have a, you know, uh, they have some like a, charter, of a human UN rights. charter on human rights that is, a, you know, like everybody's entitled to everything for, out of your wallet. Yeah, we don't have that here. That I, I would have to agree with you that we the, laugh at the UN. The UN says something and we laugh. And what's more American than that, right? Yeah. The, what's more American than telling the uh, people that think they're in charge to go walk, take a long walk off a short pier? Yeah. What does being American mean to you? What does it mean? 
855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I'd like to have an answer to that question because I think Alex has a pretty good one. First and Second Amendment, Free Talk Live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Live. Call in, talk about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. I'm Alex. And I'm Mark. And yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm trying to get Alex to, to do a little more here on uh, Free Talk Live. I think he's, uh, well, he's certainly here in the U.S. Mariana Islands. I think he's been a good host. So we'll... Uh, We'll figure it out from there. The number, 855-450-3733. We've been talking about coronavirus and what I believe to be the biggest uh, threat to human liberty on the face of the earth in my lifetime. Now, certainly, you know, slaughtering people en masse in Cambodia or something like that, that's bad for Cambodians. But... This coronavirus thing has given governments around the world license to quarantine people to their houses, to uh, shut down businesses and say, yep, you're shut down and we're not going to tell you when we can start again. Or in the case of North Korea, just execute them on site. Are you thinking? You cough, you're dead. (laughs) You think so? Well, there are stories coming. I mean, we don't really know what's going on. Right. But there are articles that North Korea was executing coronavirus infected people and that could be coming to a place near you who knows i hope not but with the the way everyone's going nowadays you never know they're talking about national guards and how are they going to fight corona right the only militaries i've seen fighting corona are with bullets and i hope we don't end up going there right what does fight mean because what the governments what governments have done up to this point has resulted in what we have now socialized medicine is alive and well in italy and apparently not fixing the problem england is basically saying well you should quarantine yourself if you don't want to die well one thing i've been thinking about is uh immigration right wouldn't it be sweet if we could just import 100,000 doctors and same thing with medical regs what if we could have a bunch of third, fourth-year medical students, they know the gist already or maybe are already on residency, but you got a couple months left. Why can't they help out? Well, 
the rules say they can't. The regulations say they can't. But what if we didn't have all these regulations and we had a system that said, if you're able to provide care, you can provide care. Wouldn't we be better equipped to deal with this virus? I know in the case of Italy, that's one of their big problems is the amount of doctors is controlled. The amount of people each doctor can treat each year is capped at 1,500. I guess that's part of their problem then. What um, I, I think the biggest problem is is right now that we just don't have enough tests. I mean, it's, it's well, that pharmacy, ph- pharmaceutical so, companies not being able to manufacture this quickly enough. It's not pharmaceutical companies necessarily. I remember listening to the New York Times Daily Podcast. So it's, this is like the opposite of a biased source, right? <laughs> well, and New York Times were, says it's best. <laughs> they were talking about how the U.S. government had failed they were research. The WHO had a test they offered to give to the U.S. and the CDC said no, don't use their test. You have to use our test. And the C- and the CDC messed it up. Yeah, and during the and then blamed it on Trump. And the period in, during which they were messing it up, some doctors they said, forget the regulations. This is a crisis. We're going to create our own test and start deploying it. And later the CDC came in and said, you can't do that. You're in trouble. Meanwhile, they had one of the best tests at the time in the country, a test you could actually get, test the labs locally as opposed to sending it all the way back to Atlanta. So it's, it just boggles the mind that people are still thinking that, you know, I'm the government and I'm here to help, right? I, have, have we learned nothing? <laughs> right. it, it, it is – this is the, what, what they call the, colloquially the definition of insanity. I suspect this is not the actual definition of insanity. But, I'm sure uh, there's a government definition. And, uh, <laughs> be careful. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But people keep running back to mommy government every time something's a little scary. I mean and I, at this point it's not even scary. It's just that they're acting – and again, here's my conspiracy theory – I believe that most of this is ginned up by, you know, what what passes for the liberal media out there. And, um, you know, people are trying to get Biden elected, uh, you know, I mean, whatever. And they want Trump to look bad, that half of this is just Trump being pushed into a corner over um, in this situation because he has to do it in order to so that he when he's going up for election, he doesn't say, well, you did nothing. What am I supposed to do? I'm the commander in chief of the military. Do you want me to shoot the virus? Yeah, I don't I don't believe in in that argument. I think it's better to say this is what has been incentivized, right? The media is incentivized to get clicks. Yes. People do not care about truth, right? They want to be entertained. They want to be scared. They want to be scared, yeah. They seem to like it, right? It's like, oh, something exciting today. You see this headline? Share, share, share. Click, 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 click. So that's what the media is doing. They're trying to make this into like a crazy zombie movie, right? It's like, so they're not going to mention, because I just got here from the finance news, Walmart to hire 15, excuse me, 150,000 people amid the coronavirus scare. So, um, you know, that, that news probably won't get legs. You know, all these people who... You know, losing out on jobs could go work at Walmart and get, you know, make some money. Yeah, Amazon's hiring a hundred thousand as well, and they're paying There's a quarter million people jobs. Fifteen dollars an hour minimum. Right now, they're giving extra two dollars an hour or two pounds in the UK to incentivize. How come their they get more? Who the, the people in the UK? Two pounds more than two dollars. They have to pay more taxes. <laughs> they have to more have government. They have to watch what they say on Twitter. That alone is worth an extra two pounds. NHS, right? yeah, yeah. Watch out. Anyway, uh, 
perhaps perhaps it's as easily explained as just saying you know people love the whole you know booga 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 thing of the media ah it's on everything's on fire and then there's hurricanes and then there's snow and you know all the bad things that happen Maybe. Well, that, that explains the media side, right? But I think the media's the real... been, been putting the same narrative out for years, right? Like, first there's bird flu, then there's swine flu, then there's dog flu, then there's yeah. cat flu, then there's giraffe flu, every kind of flu, right? The problem was the, the reaction, right? When you see China locking down hundreds of millions of people, you see well, people in biohazard suits and, like, rifles... It's like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is like media gold. They're playing it on loop. Then the government officials are like, hmm, it's an election year. I don't want to have my opposition saying, he did nothing. Right. He let 200 people get infected with corona and die. Right. So for them, it's like, well, I uh, pass a bunch of unconstitutional laws, people. spend other people's money, and I win the election, or I you know, objectively approach this and lose. Well... I'll I'll take one, please, and that's what we're seeing. <laughs> sure, all of these uh, small government conservatives talking about sp- Trump a couple of weeks ago said America will never be a socialist country. What is giving a thousand dollars a month, bailing out everyone? What is that? Is that capitalism now? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, look, I'm not here to defend Donald Trump. I didn't vote for the guy, and I like, and I won't vote for him unless he. Uh, pardons Julian Assange, Ross Albrecht, or um, Snowden. Snowden, Edward Snowden. Yeah, those are my three. You pardon those guys, you got my vote. But uh, other than that, I'm not going to do it. Well, uh, uh, we're we're Mariana Islands residents, so we don't vote for presidents, anyways. That much is true. Yeah, I think that somebody from the United States can vote. Uh, who previously had an address in the U.S. can come back here and vote. I've been told that that's the case, but I'm not going to worry about it. Um, you know, voting. You know, and that I don't want you guys vote in the presidential election. I'm not going to do it. The best thing Trump has done and will continue to do next term is to appoint good judges. And this, this, how good are they? Will be seen in the coming weeks, right? There's been some cases now. People are trying to challenge these executive orders. Are they constitutional? Are they not? I'm pretty sure some of these states have crossed the line. And I'm hoping that some of these judges will lay down the law. But uh, we will see. I'm, I'm a, little, a little concerned, right? It's, I'm, I'm, I, too, every, am People concerned. seem to have lost their collective minds. Do you think people have lost their collective minds? What do we do to get, the, the, you know, to get our lives back on track? 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE as in Free Talk Live. Or you can use the Discord lines. Go to discord.freetalklive.com. You get a sign-in, username, and password, but once you got that, you sound great. Free Talk Live. show on the air you can call in 855-450-3733 that's 855-450-FREE that's right um we i'm gonna get the phones here in just one moment but i want to talk to you about liberty.menu people have asked us for a long time 
how can I do business with uh, libertarians in my area or around the globe? Well, Liberty.menu, uh, Free Talk Live teamed up with Liberty.menu to bring you that service. So go to Liberty.menu. If you got a business, go list them for free right there at Liberty.menu. And, you know, libertarians should contact you. <laughs> if you want to do business with libertarians, well, go to Liberty.menu. They make it easy. It's Liberty.menu. And since the service is free, I, you can use coupon code FTL and you get a special badge. That's what I'm able to offer you. Liberty.menu. Let's go to the phones. Alex, it is Mike in Goldbar, Washington. Hey, Mike. Hey, you guys. Thanks you for taking the call. I, I really do enjoy when you're uh, – where are you guys at? The Mariana, Mariana Islands. The yes. I, you're, you're, you're a very good host, sir. Um, so I, this, this whole thing, I'm kind of in lockdown. I've got diabetes. I'm borderline immersive, uh, problem. Um, lots of issues where, and I have to ride public transportation, uh, generally the Seattle area. And I had to make one trip the other day and people just could care less, uh, that there might be a problem. So five people on a bus and they all wanted to sit on my lap, you, you know, and, it, and I actually had to ask people, you know, could we, could you please just spread out? And for what good it was, because the bus was like an incubator with the windows closed and the heat on. So, <clears throat> but what I've <clears throat> been learning to do lately is kind of come into tune with things that we forget about, like our yard and gardening and feeding birds. And so I'm, I'm in lockdown. I'm just locking myself down. I live in a nice little place in, in the mountains. And uh, I've really started kind of enjoying not having a, a coffee at an expensive place and not going to get this and not, you know, uh, going to all these places. And it's actually, I think people should take advantage of this time and actually do some things. I'm, I literally have a greenhouse deck and I'm, I'm already growing my food for the summer, you, you know, and uh, everybody else where I live, it's in an apartment complex slash mobile home park and the mobile homes. We have a lot of space. We have a lot of privacy and nobody knows what to do with themselves because they're so used to, being in the city work, you know, so they're just running around frantic almost. Um, and it, I would, I think it'd be neat if they said, wow, this guy's gardening. Maybe I should get some buckets and garden. I don't know. It's a good time to kind of reflect, you know, and just kind of tune into the world again. Yeah, sure. Personal development, spiritual <laughs> retreat. That's always good. But do you feel that it should be forced or that people can do it by themselves? Or are you no, I think they should do it on their own. I think they should do it on their own. I think they should do it on their own. If they don't do it, then I will just make sure that I stay away from them. I mean, you, I, I don't think people are going for the martial law kind of scenario these days. Um, yeah, and I, I was in Korea health, in the 80s concerns. where there was martial law, and it's not pretty when it actually gets full bore. I think with your health concerns, so, it's uh, definitely something that uh, – Yeah, it's to my be benefit extra. to just be responsible for myself and screw everybody else. You know, I've had that, my neighbor likes to pop in. It's like, no, we can't do this right now, you know. Uh, not today. Anyway, that's all I have to say, guys. Thank you. Great show. Yep. Interesting how somebody can have such a fantastic voice and, um, you know, like, you know, they've got health problems uh, at the wazoo. You know, it's just this funny little little difference. I agree with Mike. This is an opportunity for um, all kinds of personal development. Yeah. It's, it is a great opportunity for that. And that's something that you can do to make your life better. And... As far as getting the coffee out, I've been making coffee at my house for a long time, but here on the island, for whatever reason, I didn't bring a bunch of coffee with me. 
and I didn't want to, I didn't want to tow to the coffee maker and do all that stuff. So I just bought some instant decaf. Now, instant decaf, Folgers instant decaf is not completely decaffeinated. So I can only have one cup a day. So I go out in the morning and I have my one cup of uh, decaf. This morning, you saw me out there. I think it was five o'clock in the morning or something, watching the sunrise as it came up. Uh, we have a gorgeous view. And uh, it's, it's nice to look out and, and enjoy that and get a, get a few minutes uh, to yourself to sort of figure things out. And it didn't cost me 350 or whatever some coffee does out and about. Let's go to Lloyd calling in from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Lloyd, you're on Free Talk Live. Lloyd, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, never cease to amaze me that how my fellow libertarians have lost their collective minds. I'm sorry, I, you're, you're, you're a little muffled there, James. Uh, this is James in Arizona. Please, yes. go on. Genocide. You believe the government is genocide, Alec? How easily you entertain that when a, a stupid lady that watches too much you boop tube entertains that government commits mass murder for to save the, uh, not have to pay for what did you want me to do that? with her, uh, Lloyd? Did you... of... Hey, I'm just going to pause you here for a second. What did you want me to do with the caller that was suggesting that um, the government created the coronavirus? That conspiracy theory is out there, and people have asked it. I mean, and it's not my fault she called in like that, James. And your, your question of whether they commit mass murder, I mean, I think the government has committed a lot of mass murder. Yeah, right? dem- democide is one of the le- leading causes of death of humans. And you'd get to cause, call in more and talk about the things you want to talk about if you didn't threaten my family. Go ahead. Never threaten your family and everything. Oh, I yeah, say. you did. You said you bought a gun and you're going to shoot me in the back of the head and you said you couldn't wait for my son to suffer. Let me talk. Let me talk. I don't, don't have to let you talk. You don't get the last word in the court of law when I... I can, well, watch, watch me put you on hold again. Ha ha. <laughs> I get the last word because I can. Go ahead. The notion, Alec, you easily yep. entertain the notion that government would poison millions of people to death, or but the same government that puts people back in their houses and tells them to stay away from public places. It heads you when tells I mean, when you tell you you've lost. There's something wrong with your phone, James. I'm really sorry. Um, you know. I'm not trying to get rid of you for that reason, but if people can't understand what you're saying, then uh, I can't keep you on. Well, we can address this point off the air, right, or off the line. So yeah. he's essentially saying that we're entertaining this conspiracy, right, which I would say we didn't do. We just said, yeah, we've heard this conspiracy. We're not saying it's true. And in fact, I argued against it. But I said that as far as the government infecting people with... Uh, they've done that. Yeah, they've done it. Multiple tested times. STDs on South Americans and uh, the Tuskegee experiments, selling drugs to their own people. I mean, didn't they do some terrible stuff to like marijuana crops and like put poison on them? And um, they 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 poisoned gin in prohibition times. So would the government poison its own citizens? Yes, yes, it would. And do you remember humans operate by incentives and? National health care, a national health care scheme, ultimately you're incentivized to get rid of the old and the infirm. Yeah. That's, I mean, do you want to create a system where the government has to pay for everything and it costs it money if you're not working? Because taxpayers, you know, adults between the ages of 25 and 64, they're paying into the system. You're retired? Not so much anymore. 
She's terrified of this situation. What do you think about these government conspiracies? Call in and tell us. The number is 855-450-3733. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. You can call in, talk to us about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. And it looks like a lot of people have called in, and we'll get to those calls here in uh, just a moment. I want to tell you about Divi. Divi is a cryptocurrency, and it's a new one. They're putting out a the next generation wallet, and in just a few taps, you'll be able to spend earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe with only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and government currencies in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered master nodes. I know that sounds uh, complicated and difficult, but it's really not. You download some software and very quickly you can be up and earning Divi by supporting the Divi network. We do it at Free Talk Live and it's easy. Um, when the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DiviProject.org. And a lot of times in these projects, some of the early movers are the ones that uh, make the most money. Now, this is an investment, and you never know what's going to happen in any given circumstance. Plus, it's a project. They're looking for people that can uh, help. But, you know, you can help by simply having a masternode, and you can have a masternode by simply having a computer. So it's DiviProject.org. Let's go to Travis calling in from Charleston, West Virginia. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. I've been listening for uh, for a long time. Um, I just had a quick theory. I mean, I know it might be kind of off the wall or whatever, but uh, y'all were talking about the uh, government conspiracies about everything that's going on. So instead of, you know, I have a, I have a thought. Maybe instead of so much, um, our government being the ones um, not trying to defend anything, but you know, we haven't really been best friends with china you know within the past few years with all the tariffs and you know uh the the trade deals and and all this all these things going on and here recently you know their their people have been uprising um so with uh and you know they've been waving our our flag they've been you know wanting democracy and freedom and things like that so obviously there's a rumor going around that this was tampered with man-made um so I'm just, you know, wondering what's to stop them from stopping an uprising uh, than to release something that could go uh, to the people, lock them down, stop them, get them out of the streets, 
while also hurting our trade, um, hurting travel with us, our economy, and also having to cause us to go through the same thing. So, I mean, that could be a big deal if it is found out that it was on purpose. And, you know, now we're finding out, you know, more they're covering things up. They're, uh, they're, they haven't been honest with everybody. And all these things are just, you know, starting to come out. And I'm yeah. just wondering, you know, could this be the start of, like, a, a, a war? I mean, it could be a war crime. I mean, that, that kind of thing is a war crime, you know, releasing a, a biological weapon, basically. And has it already started? Is this the first sneak attack? It looks tailor-made. I, mean, I don't know. It must, I must say, yeah. it looks tailor-made. And, uh, yeah, it, and where did it come from, right? China is a country, exactly. massive country, like almost 3,000 by 3,000. And it comes right in the center, a couple miles from their, their like biohazard lab, right? That is certainly suspicious. It seems exactly. too... Right, and if you're a government, who do you want to get rid of? Um, you want to get rid of the, 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 the people that are trying to, you know, tearing apart your... Um, you know, your, your power. So all the Hong Kong right. people are basically silent at this point. Um, so, you know, problem solved. And you want to get rid of the old people who are going, who use the most health care. But exactly. honestly, I, I mean, I don't think the incentives look, align, right? Why would China want to destroy its own economy? The, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party's sole legitimacy comes from their ability to provide economic growth. Because they've made their citizens richer year after year after year. They had 10% plus growth for decades. That's never been done before, and it'll probably never be done again. That gives them tremendous legitimacy. They use that legitimacy to say, we know everything, trust us. All of a sudden, they don't know what's going on. Growth is slowing, chaos everywhere. That's not good for their legitimacy. And why would they launch it on themselves, right? If I were going to use a bioweapon and I were a government, I wouldn't hit myself first. So it seems China probably didn't do it. The question is, did the U.S. do it to another country? Again, I don't think it's worth the risk. If they get caught in that type of situation, they risk a nuclear war, which is not worth whatever benefits they would get. In addition, a bioweapon that can't be contained, you know, you better vaccinate your population first. You better get the vaccine ready first. It was clearly New Zealand. Yeah, it was them. Or Iceland. I haven't really figured out which one of them it was, but it was clearly one of the two. Whoever releases the vaccine first. Thanks for the call, Travis, by the way. Thank you. That's who did it. Yeah. Well, who yeah, knows? Uh, I think it's good always to uh, look at all angles and see what makes sense. Uh, I don't think that the conspiracy theories are are necessarily right, but I think it's always good to entertain them because they have been right before. I'm not going to keep conspiracy theories off this show. I'm not going to do it no matter how many people get upset about it because the fact is is that ideas, good and bad, is all we have on this planet, okay? And in order to have good ideas, good new ideas, you must have good bad new ideas yeah, and, and if, if you have something to say you can always call in that's the beauty of free talk live right you disagree with the caller call in and explain why yeah or, or you can just come in and be vitriolic uh, a christian gene the christian anarchist is calling in right now hey yeah uh, i tried on the discord but apparently that's not working so i figured that i'm sorry I, I it's supposed to be working but uh you've got a a, a faulty host at uh at, at play here well that that is where I thought the error lied, but I didn't really want to put put it out there on the, on the air. I had looked recently, anyway, but apparently not recently enough. Okay, so I want to. I, I will explain about, let, 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 before you go on. I'm going to explain real quickly for listeners out there. When I'm in the studio, I got a bank of. Uh, 
of screens up and I can look at everything all at once. When I'm here on my laptop, I have to flip through pages in order to see stuff. And it doesn't always work out exactly right. And so I'm sorry for the Discord callers that have had to wait longer than they should. Please go ahead. So I want to talk about the uh, the Democratic nomination and my prediction for who's going to be our next president. And it's uh, not who you think. Um, I, I think Biden is definitely, I mean, he's got the nomination sewed up, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have five brain cells that fire anymore. I, I think Jazzy is smarter. has got more going for her than, uh, than Biden does. So that's uh, I don't the see studio how, beast. The, the dog I don't in the studio. That, yes. I don't, I don't think that Biden has got a chance in, uh, you know, in a, in a very hot place down below of becoming the president. However, here's what I think is going to come about. And this is a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So you were just talking about conspiracy theories. I think Biden is going to get the nomination. He's going to instantly drop out and leave the nomination up to the Democratic Party. And guess who they're going to choose? It's going to be Hillary Clinton. And I think Hillary has a chance of beating Donald Trump, especially with all this coronavirus and economic uh, problems. Well, she beat and, him in uh, in raw numbers the last go around. So, sure, that's possible. Yeah, so so they say. But I mean, there was a lot of ballot stuffing and cheating going on in that Could election. Be. So. Yeah, I don't know. What do I know? So I, yeah. So anyway, I can tell you, but, you in know, the town that I voted in, everything was legit because all the votes went into this uh, brown wooden box, and there's uh, half a dozen to a dozen people every time counting the votes that come out of the box. But were there any Russians in that town? No Russians that I know of. And 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 how many mail-in votes by dead people? You know that kind of thing. But not many. Regardless, <laughs> I think what we're looking at is a year from now it's going to be President Hillary Clinton, and we're all going to have to suffer under under her disastrous decision-making. Um, I was hoping for Bernie Sanders with uh, with Tulsi Gabbard as the uh, running mate. And, um, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? If Not you to- have any ideas on what will happen, feel free to call in. The number is 855-450-3733. It's free talk. This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. We're on our final segment, so if you want to call in, now's your time. 855-450-3733. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Alex. And I'm Mark. And I want to thank Jay, who's a silver amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you can be like Jay and be an amplifier. If you like the fact that we make it possible for you to call in and talk about whatever you want even if you don't call in freedom of speech is important right and human freedom is important right well free talk live is in my opinion the best show out there as far as defending human freedom at the very least verbally so there you go amp.freetalklive.com that's amp amp.freetalklive.com Alex, we have a call. Would you like to go to David in New Mexico? My pleasure. All right. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, so-called Minister Edgington. That's a one pretty of good invitation. Yeah. One of these days, I'm still, gonna, still planning on shooting you out of a cannon. 
<laughs> better, be, better, better buy a helmet. See, um, the difference between David and uh, the caller that you're referring to there, I do not wish to, uh, you know, to, to rattle James in Arizona. Cage. Okay, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> the difference between you and Dave, uh, David and James is I would go and see you. If I ever happened to be in New Mexico, you know, I'd figure out some way to find you. I got your email address. I know that much. And, you know, just go say hi because I find you to be at the very least an interesting guy, whereas this guy just so angry. You think you can find me, huh, Mr. Minister Edgington? I think huh? you would give me your address. No, I, I'm the only one that wears my dress, Minister Edgington. <laughs> What's on your mind, David? <laughs> um, What's on your mind? You are not getting in. You are, you are not getting in my dress, uh, Mr. <laughs> Edgington. Um, but I can I tell I you where to buy one for yourself. Yeah, indeed. I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> Well, I, well, actually, no, nah, never mind. I, I happen to know you have a closet full of dresses already, so you, your wife would probably get mad if I directed you where to buy a, uh, another one, especially since right. my tastes are rather expensive. <laughs> right, that's the thing. It's so, just, uh, if, if, I, if I did wear a dress, she'd be mad if I b- went out and bought one because she's got a few. <laughs> well, you probably don't wear her size. No. Um, there, there's those wrap things. She's got one of those wrap deals. Um, surely I could make that decent and it's not like i'm going to go anywhere in it yeah we can always modify that you're a pup tent <laughs> well <laughs> i'm not quite that big <laughs> so so the voter fraud voter fraud you're talking about let me let me jump on that since you're on that in in new mexico there's some highly interesting stuff and uh to start with um if you google uh, new mexico vote fraud uh, we, we remember we, I told you about, uh, here's one article, U.S. News and World Report. That sounds legit. Wife of Espanola. Espanola, New Mexico is the center of corruption in northern New Mexico, which northern Mexico is a, is a, um, uh, colony of peoples that go back to the 1600s. That, uh, and anyway, wife of Espanola, city councilman is convicted of voter fraud. Very, uh, you know, not often do people even get charged. This woman succeeded in getting convicted, convicted because she quite obviously did it. It'd be interesting reading if you Google that one. And then just below that, we got um, uh, New Mexico Republicans Press Secretary of State uh, Doña Ana County on absentee ballots. There's a there's a thing that happens in New Mexico uh, in in close races races between Democrats and Republicans, and that is in the middle of the night, on the night after the election, uh, the, the precincts close, uh, boxes, uh, trunk loads of um, absentee ballots or, uh, show up, or uh, absentee ballots and ballots of other types show up at the precinct or show up the next day at the clerk's office. Uh, and, and, uh, and in this last race, a, uh, Yvette Harrell, uh, Republican, uh, actually was uh, um, uh, awarded the win on right after the ballot, the um, the uh, voting closed, and then uh, she went to bed knowing that she had just won, and then in the, and woke up to in the morning to news that she had lost, um, and and so this stuff happens at least in New Mexico, 
And another interesting thing about New, New Mexico, Mexico has this odd thing where, uh, like, they really push absentee ballots um, or whatever they're calling them. That basically you can vote for two weeks or whatever. And I can see why people would want to get closer and closer because that way you have more information. And if you're trying to vote strategically, you can vote for the right person or whatever the case may be. Lots of people voting for Biden that would might have voted for somebody else previously. And the reason they can vote for him is because they waited a little while. Right. Another uh, article here uh, uh, from the Daily Signal. I don't know what that is. But anyway, exclusive audit finds audit finds signs of fraud in New Mexico House race. And that's uh, more information on the on the one that I told you. But here's a really fun one in the in the old days, meaning like 30 years ago and before the in northern New Mexico, which is Espanola, they, they did uh, several different things. Uh, one, you were told in no uncertain terms when you grew up in northern New Mexico that you would not vote for anybody who did not have a D after their name. And, and it was enforced. If you did otherwise, you wouldn't get any jobs up there and so forth. And another interesting thing, and these are things that I learned by listening to the native New Mexicans. Yeah, how do they know who you voted well, here, for? I, I, was, I, was about, I was about to tell you. Here's one of the techniques that they use. This comes from people who have lived it. They, they had people uh, – now, these people are not highly educated that live in northern New Mexico. At least they, they, they historically have not been, and, and that comes into play. Because what the election officials would do is they would walk behind the voting machine, and when, when, and when questioned as to what they were doing behind the machine, um, they, the voter would be told, oh, he's just – going to look at how you're voting well so it's like so, a psyops right yeah yeah the idea of yeah, having so a, a blind vote is uh the, you know secret ballot is that that way you can vote however you want to vote and nobody knows and i'm willing to bet there's right. a lot of men out there who told their wives they voted for hillary clinton who in fact voted for donald trump right so but but I mean that that, that t- technique that I just told you about. I mean if you if you can picture it, you know, so, uh, rural, not so educated people that live in the in that society is. But it was a patron system. I mean, Google patron system, New Mexico. It's it's very easy to understand how someone could easily be- believe that those people going behind the voting machines actually could see how how you're voting. Um, and that was you know and that was in the day, that was in the day where you had voting machines where you would. They would tally the votes because you clicked the levers. It wasn't uh, uh, that you were filling out a, you know, coloring in the dots and, and putting it into a machine. But even that would still work. But this was back in the day when they had the funky machines that were rather mysterious. You know what I mean? Yes, those yeah. funky machines. Yeah. Thank you for the call, David. <laughs> yeah, well, I really appreciate David always keeping an eye out, right? I would hate to be a politician in New Mexico. Because I'm not going to be able to get away with anything. And yeah, if David's not, more people, not, not missing a trick out there. <laughs> more people keeping their eye out, there'd be a better world. So I encourage our listeners to do the same. Thank you, David. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I I think it's interesting that you got to vote. You know that they chose to vote Democrat as opposed to Republican. I mean, I'm sure that there's uh, places where social pressure to vote Republican was just as high. I I think those things tend to go away over time, but. You know, as communication increases at the very least. And speaking of voting, I think normally I'll advocate if you're not in the swing state, your vote doesn't matter. Even if you're in a swing state, your vote probably doesn't matter. But this might be the first election in a long time where every vote matters, right? Most of these corona restrictions are done at the local level, whether it's your city, 
I mean, we saw a Champaign, Illinois, was that where it was? They just said, you know, you can no longer sell guns or liquor or anything like that. That mayor's got to go. Right? Well, they, the mayor actually claimed for themselves the power to stop people from buying guns and liquor. Just and claiming the power alone is enough reason to vote them out, right? This is a mayor, not a king. And so I would, I would remind people, this election might actually matter, right? The politicians will see what happened in 2020 when we came down, clamped on freedom like we've never clamped on it before. Were we rewarded for it or were we removed? So what are you saying? Vote out Trump? Oh, uh, well, that, 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 that's a tough one, right? <laughs> I know you're a bit of a fan. I, I like the judicial nominations. If I were going to vote in the, uh, the U.S. election, I don't think I will be, uh, I would vote for a libertarian. Yeah, I cannot vote as a Mariana resident, but if I were, I would also vote for a libertarian. I see. The number, 855. Whoops, I'm giving out the number here. Um, go to freetalklive.com if you would, please. Sign up for our newsletter. We send out a newsletter monthly, you know, ish. And we'll tell you, you know, sort of all the things that are happening with Free Talk Live, the stations we've added and exciting stuff that's going on. Love to have you on the list. And also you can go to get to find the Telegram group there. Uh, That's at telegram.freetalklive.com. We're here every day, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Even Corona cannot shut us down. This is Free Talk Live. I have another interview from Hong Kong. I was there at an event. It was on a weekday, Wednesday, at like noon. And there were probably 500 people that came to this event. There were probably some counter-protesters. We're not entirely sure what those folks were doing. They did have a Chinese flag, and there were about maybe a dozen of them, maybe two dozen of them. But... This interview, was, this guy was amazing. Uh, this, this, uh, his singing was just phenomenal. So take a listen to this short interview, and then maybe you can find out more about this guy if you feel like it. Mark Edge, reporting from Hong Kong for Free Talk Live. I, I, sir, I just, I just heard you up on the stage, and wow, what an amazing voice. Can you tell me who you are and uh, what you're here for? My name is Stefano. I'm from Italy. I'm an opera singer. I'm a tenor. I'm mostly active in Japan, but also in Asia. And I'm here to support the movement. I've already been here for more than three months. Uh, I decided to join them and help them when I heard the song I just sang, the the theme song, protest song. Some would call it the unofficial national anthem and I thought that I could sing for them when I heard the song so the house came down when you sang I mean people's hands were raised and they were yelling and having a really great time where can people go to see you perform this song and find out more about you if you mean if you mean online or live online you you, on YouTube, you um, you search what well, the title of the song. It's "Glory to Hong Kong," and you find well, you find many versions. But you probably also find me in, more or less in the top. I because the first video of me singing this when I wasn't here yet went viral. I was wearing um, um, an iPad. What do you call it? A pen, an iPad referring to someone who got shot in the eye by the police 
and that went viral so probably you find that's the first video of mine you you find online glory to hong kong stefano oh uh, yes yes thank you for coming out here today <laughs> thank you So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist, libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. Physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com.